Babe, there's something different about my mango pineapple smoothie. Really? My caramel frappe tastes fine. Nah, something's definitely different. No difference? Other than I got them for half off because I ordered on the app. Well, that explains it. Explains what? How things seem to taste so much better when you're getting a sweet deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right now at Mickey D's, get 50% off any size McCafe beverage when you order through the McDonald's app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Follow one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means six flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Hope you're having an awesome start to the week. So uh, this week doing something that you're probably a little bit more used to if you've been a listener for a while. I'm interviewing the amazing Renee Hasseldean who I did mention in one of my shows last year who is the author of Game Changer and we're going to talk about these four visual models you can use to clarify your message with your clients and your potential clients so that they really understand what you do. So this is really useful for people who are consultants and coaches who are kind of like, oh, it's all a bit nebulous and the results kind of depend and what our process kind of depends. And Renee's going to give you some really useful tips, like practical tips for actually doing that communication piece with your clients. Now, if you are wondering about what this looks like in a bit more detail, uh, because in this live stream, we actually did some screen share stuff where Renee had some visuals that went along with the chat head over to Renee's website it's thinkwrapped.com and there's a video there that you can go and check out and it'll kind of help you follow along with this a little bit more but have a listen to this episode first while you're here uh the other thing is is if you want a copy of this book game changer which is a complete game changer absolutely love it um there's a limited number of books that you can go and access well you can access one <laughs> there's a limited number of books that um, are available to my listeners here uh, especially for you uh, from Renee if you go to thinkwrap.com forward slash grow your brand you'll be able to find out more about how you can get your hands on a copy of the book for free so very very generous of Renee. Now, if you're wondering why I haven't done an acknowledgement of country yet, I actually started doing these in the live streams towards the end of last year. So you'll hear that when I actually kick off the live stream with Renee. I have to apologize in advance as well because the microphone, this microphone I'm talking through right now, I was having, I sort of explained in the interview, I was having some major tech issues and we'd already had like internet issues and we were on a kind of schedule. So uh, I just, did talk through the computer microphone so it's not as I've done a bit of like post editing stuff and tried to make it as clear as possible obviously not ideal but the content is awesome so stick around for that um the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is a big change that's happening in my life so if you follow me on LinkedIn you might have seen that yesterday afternoon I 
posted something basically saying, I've made a pretty big decision. I've been thinking about it for over a month now, but I've had the last month off to really think about it. I've decided to look for employment. I've decided to sort of like put my business essentially on hold, not really actively grow it. I mean, I would just be sitting there essentially. Um, but it's not something I really feel like I want to grow anymore. So um, I had to think about what I wanted to achieve with my life. I think I've been telling you guys I've been reading this great book by Greg McCown called Essentialism and I was like, I need to focus in more. If I want to have a positive impact, I need to focus in more. And I realised that I can actually have way more of an impact working within a team for the right kind of employer than I can working on my own. So I'm currently on the hunt for an interesting content creation role or communications role. I've had a couple of interview offers since I started kind of putting some applications together yesterday. So I've been really amazed at how quickly actually I've been able to get some uh, opportunities. Um, It's really, really exciting for me because I haven't been in the job market for a long time and I was preparing myself for a long wait to see uh, anything kind of come out of it. So really excited to be starting some conversations and um, to really be focusing in on what I love to do and what I think I'm actually best at anyway, which is doing this, which is making content, talking to people, having conversations, interviewing people, um, figuring out what sort of questions to ask and figuring out how to engage people with interesting ideas and concepts, with content that actually is meaningful rather than just clickbaity stuff. I'm not really interested in the clickbait stuff or just promoting something that we none of us need. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm saying that because I know a lot of you guys run businesses and have networks. So if you've been impressed with what I do, um, please know that that's actually something I'm going to be working towards doing with someone with the right fit. So, yeah. Um, shamelessly plugging myself there for a role. Um, but I also wanted to reassure you in case you have been seeing stuff like that and you'll be seeing more from me sort of in terms of if you follow me on social media looking for work, um, you won't be hearing much about my business anymore. I did want to assure you that I will continue to be putting this content together. Um, and to that end, I mean, this is basically self-funded with a bit of support from donations. And then also I make some money from advertising largely on YouTube, not so much on podcasting. So this show is essentially supported by you, the listener. Uh, it's still small. It's still growing. So I largely fund it myself. If it's something that you want to help me keep going, if it's something that you kind of feel is important and something that you can help out with for the price of a cup of coffee once a month, like if you're a regular listener and you're kind of like, this gives me a lot of help in my business, it allows me to achieve more, allows me to be more efficient, allows me to make more money. If I'm helping you get a return on investment, if listening to this gives you a return on investment, or your business. I'm not asking you for a whole heap of money. I'm not asking you for a f- even a fraction of what a lot of coaches and consultants and course creators charge. Essentially, it's really simple. It's just the price of a cup of coffee once a month. If that's something that you'd like to help me out with, just head over to Kofi. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Crest. The link will be in the show notes along with the link to where you can find out more about the book Game Changer. Renee does have another book coming out soon so I'm hoping I can get her back on the show because I know you guys will love her and without further ado 
let's get on to the main part of the episode. There might just be a little ad break here and I'll be back in a tick. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Oh my goodness. I am so excited about today's guest. I'm a huge fan of one of her books, which is How We Ended Up Chatting. I'm speaking with Renee Hasseldean and I'm just about to bring her on. But just before we do that, in the spirit of reconciliation, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders living and working on the land. All right, let's bring Renee on. Get ready. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, Renee. <laughs> The technology gods could not keep me down. <laughs> we both had technology issues this morning, which is why I don't have a microphone in front of me today because my microphone is not working. And we've had the internet cut out. So hopefully now, Renee, we've got all of that. Crossing the internet fingers, got, got it out of their system. <laughs> Renee, to start off, I mentioned your book, Game Changer. I know you've also written another book called Share Your Passion. And you also run your own business and you do all these amazing things. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do, what you're passionate about and uh, give, us a, give us a bit of your story. Yeah, sure. So I actually started my business 19 years ago, just turned 19 in October. So been doing this for a little while. And throughout that whole journey, uh, I've been a business consultant in various shapes and forms. And a few years ago, I kind of almost stumbled across by accident um, what I'm absolutely passionate about and what my zone of genius is, and that is these visual models. I, I, my whole life, you know, on reflection, I can look back on this and realize my whole life, Lauren, I seriously was all about making sense of things and taking things that were complicated and making them simple. I want to, I, I, like, I want to, I want to simplify things down so that people get it. And that's kind of what I've always done in some shape or form. And then when I realized that doing it with visual models, just totally lights me up in every possible way. I was like, ah! so that's essentially what I do is I take like when, when someone you go to a you know a networking event back when we we're allowed to do that, when you go to a networking event and you meet someone and you're like, oh, what do you do? And then they start going with a verbal diarrhea and you're just like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I help to kind of turn that verbal diarrhea into like four pictures, boom, 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 done. <laughs> I love it. And the reason I had brought up your book and your work on uh, one of the shows I did is that as someone who struggled with this myself, and I, I almost think it's like a stereotypical thing for any sort of knowledgeable person who's trying to sell their knowledge, right? So it might be a yes. coach, consultant, right? And it's like, we're just really, and well, I'm talking about myself here. I'm not saying this. I don't want to drag other people down with me, but I was just like, yeah, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Like I do the things, you know, like I help and stuff. Like, And it's just when I read your book, I was like it just makes everything so concrete. And, you know, from my perspective, I mean, you absolutely achieve what you set out to achieve in just 
helping people to communicate. And I think, you know, this is something that's so important in our day and age where, you know, I mean, we're seeing examples of miscommunication happen all the time. All the time. Yeah. What, like, where did the idea come from? What inspired you? Why do you care about helping people sort of clarify their message and, and their, their offering in this way? I'm going to go back to when I was in grade five and um, (laughs) because hindsight, you know, the the benefit of hindsight, this is, this is really where where it came about, where I really, if I think back to when did I really realize that this was a thing for me? Um, So yeah, back in grade five, I was kind of, I was a bit of a nerd. I used to get all my work done really fast. And so my teacher, Miss Buck, paired me up with another girl in my class named Nevis who um, had Down syndrome and she was struggling. And so the teacher paired us up together and said, Renee, can you help Nevis? I was like, yeah, cool. And no one taught me how to teach her. No one taught me how to explain things to her. But I was able to get it across to her in a way that she got it. She learned. She made progress. I felt good because I was making a difference. She was learning. The teacher was like, yay, I got rid of, uh, you know, I've solved a problem of two students who were, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what am I going to do with these two? Um, so, you know, it was like this This was like a, it, I don't know, it was just a thing. Like I really wanted to explain things in a way that w- was clear for her and I could naturally do that. Like I don't know, it, the, the, the visual models wasn't a thing for me then, but it, but the communicating clearly really was um, and getting, you know, making it easy to understand, yeah. I love that. I can actually really relate to that as well. So when I was in high school, so I was actually, I was homeschooled in primary school and then I went to high school. And so I was just like used to just like smashing out work because then it was like at home, it was like, well, if you do it all quickly, you can go do whatever you want. So like, all right. So, um, but what I had found was that like, by the time I got to school, I'd actually already done. So I, I ended up at high school a year young. And I had already done year seven maths. So here in, in New South Wales, we, well, high school starts in year seven. So I'd done year seven maths and I was like, oh, okay, so I'm just doing this again. And the teacher explained it differently to how I taught myself. And I was like, oh, like that's a weird way to do it. This way I think is much easier because my brain works that way, right? And so uh, in about, I think it was like year nine or year 10, I started tutoring, yeah, year nine, I started tutoring students a bit younger than me and going like, there's like five different ways to do this same maths equation. So let me just see which one works best for you. And I ended up working with some kids who were like neurodiverse and stuff. And I was like, your brain doesn't work the same, you know, like me, me trying to work out, okay, your brain doesn't work the same way mine does, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Let me see if I can figure out another way to explain this. And then when people yeah. got it, it was just like, yes, like this is <laughs> like, you know, I think when, I worked with a few kids who like had thought like they were dumb, you know, they had been told like they weren't smart or they weren't gifted or they had to go into the special class or whatever. And like seeing how they could like, I guess, connect with the subject and be like, I am, I actually do get this. And mm. it, it sort of related back to like their self-esteem and it related back to all yeah. these things, right? Yeah, so many things, so many things. Yeah, and it's it's like a there's something so rewarding about being able to help people in that way, you know. So it's yeah. I hope you're still channeling that gift, Lauren. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to. <laughs> I actually like one thing that I I struggle with is that getting that balance between 
getting pulled into the creative and wanting to just like make content and kind of communicate and sort of democratize information and then also be like, oh, well, I probably should run a business and be a consultant. Like, because I guess like you kind of have this too, right? Your books are very accessible. Um, I think we're going to give a few free books away. Well, you're going to give a few yeah. free books away today. So clearly you've got this passion for democratizing. How do you, yeah. how do you find that? How do you find, uh, you know, getting paid for information versus being like, just have it kind of thing? Uh People don't pay us for information. They pay us for imp- implementation and transformation. Yeah. But, like everything, everything that I say to my clients is in some form of another available for free on the interwebs. Like yes. I, I don't hold back. You ask me any question today, Lauren, I will happily share it with you. I, there won't be a point where I get to like 70% through the, my answer to you and go, I'm not going to tell them that bit because they have to pay me for that. Like I just mm-hmm. do not have that philosophy at all. I'm yeah. quite happy to pay for information because you know what? Our clients are smart enough to use Google. <laughs> like they're not dumb. <laughs> like I have enough respect for my clients to know that they know how to use Google and they know how to look up information. That is not what they're coming to me for. That's not what they're paying me for. Yeah. And so I have 100% confidence, as you should, that that's not, not why they're paying me. Mm-hmm. Me being able to give the information and share that um, part of that is about adding value but also you know people get to see who I am what I talk about if they like it then they're going to be drawn to it if they don't awesome I've done a great filter you know it's all good I have no qualms about sharing all of my information because I know when clients come to me as a consultant they're paying for me to actually extract the genius out of their own head which is different to them reading a book about how to do that and for me to actually do quality control on the visual models they walk away with and my team then will create their sales brochures and all their stuff for them like we are a done for you high quality high touch service like if so people aren't paying us for information they're paying us for the actual whoa that's amazing i'm going to now go and scale my business and go from three hundred thousand dollars turnover to a million boom done love it love it just want to give a quick shout out to megan mcneil as well hey megan thanks for joining Hi. us again. <laughs> megan said was literally just listening to a blinkist on this what's a blinkist and then she said, morning ladies, love Renee's energy. I love your energy too, Renee. It's great. Oh, thanks. thanks. You know, I have no I, idea what a blinkist is either. Please tell. Tell us, Megan. We're lost. We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is quite awesome. It goes backwards. It's like, okay, so the, so the people watch, can the audience please educate the people who are on the live stream? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... Um, Actually thinking, Renee, uh, next year I'm thinking about on live streams starting to bring like people onto the, like just halfway through being like, do you want to come into the chat? I'm not, I'm not brave enough to do it because technology, you know, like it's a scary thing and I don't want to rock the boat where, where the internet gods do not like us today. But it's something I'm thinking about because I love that this is what I love about live streaming is it ends up being a dialogue with multiple people, you know. Yes. And I feel like. My responsibility, seeing as you said uh, you're happy to answer any question, my responsibility right now is to get as much information out of you. Suck my brain. <laughs> so maybe let's start with um, tell us, I mean, I know you've got um, some visuals as well and we'll make sure we kind of walk That's through for people listening. Um, do you want to sort of, where do you want to start with this? What's the best way for us to understand um, sort of your approach and these these four models? So essentially it's it's answering some some major problems for 
people just, you know, like us, consultants, coaches, experts, thought leaders, the problems that we often come up with. And one is about the um, the clarity of message, you know, being able to answer that question of what do you do? It's not like we have a single job title that people go, oh, I get it. I can't go, oh, at a barbecue, can I say I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor? No. Well, if you don't have a one-word title response that people just know what you do, how do you how can you answer that question, right? It's, it's so, especially if they're not in your industry, they're just going to be like, I don't understand what that means. Um, yeah. So really having some clarity um, and, you know, more important than the barbecues is when you're actually talking to your real audience, your target audience, you want them to understand primarily. So being able to stand out in your industry as an expert, as a leader in your field, that is a really major um thing that, that these visual models address. The, the second one is um, about st- streamlining the way that we deliver our services. So another another problem I find with um, a lot of people I work with is that they're often, um, you know, they, they, they've got a, a new lead and they're finding themselves every time sending out a um, bespoke, customised uh, proposal to that person and quote, right? And so every time they've got a new lead, they're reinventing the wheel, Right. And so that is a very, it's a very personalized way of doing business, but it's not necessarily a smart way of doing business long-term. You know, once you've got runs on the board, once you've got proven results, you need to be able to then move into a more streamlined package way of offering your services so that you've got a standardized, this is how I help you. And, you know, and then you only need to write a cover letter and boom, you know, your, your process in terms of um, sending proposals, winning proposals, right, being able to communicate um, what you want to in those proposals clearly and succinctly, and then having them say yes, and then being able to deliver on those services in a really systemized way so that you're, you know, making sure that you're really optimizing your profit um, on each and every project that you deliver. And then finally, um, about scaling. So, you know, a lot of the clients I work with are already working one-on-one with clients. They want to go one-to-many or they want to bring more people on in their team. Or what we're doing in our business at the moment is we're actually certifying and licensing people all around the world to be ThinkRap specialists. So, you know, whatever model you want, if you want to scale, well, if you're the founder, you need to take the stuff out of your brain so that it's in a format that people can actually access and learn from and then deliver it at your standards. So it's kind of solving all of those, you know, three major things. Um, and that that's kind of the thinking behind it. Uh, and then, you know, we all know the, a picture tells a thousand words. And that's really, at the end of the day, it takes something that's intangible, like, oh, I'm selling hot air because I'm selling you my knowledge. Like, <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. something you can hold on to. You can't pick it up and hold it and shake it and get a good feel for it. So turning it into a visual model actually makes it visible and it makes it more tangible. And so that's kind of, you know, essentially what we're helping people to do. And we want to, in our, um, in the way we communicate those models, and I've got four that I'll share, that we want to help people make decisions. We don't people make decisions based on feelings and they justify it with the log- with logistics. So all the models will actually address all of those needs as well in the decision-making process for your audience. Well, I, 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 I love it because I think, you know, you, you said in that last point about how, getting all of this stuff out of our heads and it's something that I see with a lot of the people that I'm working with as well is it's kind of like I don't know I just do it you know like I don't know exactly what my process is I just do it and then it's sort of like how do you teach someone else or how do you get someone else to come in and do a part of that like you mentioned process um and there's actually one other thing that really stood out to me about um what what these models allow as well is actually that kind of almost like branding your IP 
in that no one of the things that you talk about in the book is like actually make it look nice right and get the colors right (laughs) on brand please on brand on brand shape is important colors fonts get it let's get it right I think you you um, have examples of like not like this, right? It's like this is your not first the breakfast. <laughs> so should we give? Oh, actually, sorry. Just before we do that, Megan said, "Okay, so Blinkist. Let's let, let's learn something new today." Okay, <laughs> Blinkist, my new favorite app. It's a blink of books, basically an audio of ten to twenty minute of book, like a taster or overview to see if you want. Ah, I have heard of that before. So is my book on there? Is on the, I think there's a bit of a delay, so Megan might take a, a like a minute or two to answer. I have time to respond to that. What? Now I'm going to go check it out. It's so funny, right? Um, I didn't even know that my book was available there. That was like when you when you actually mentioned my book and you tagged me like, "Who is it? Who's Lauren? I haven't met Lauren before. How does she? When did when did she buy my book? Well, she's not in my database. What? What? What's happening? <laughs> I think I got it. I think I got it off Amazon. I think that was how I got. Copy of your book. Yeah, I wanted it straight away, so I was like, "I'll just get the digital version, so I can read it right now." And I literally sat down and read the whole thing in one go. I was like, "This is exactly what I was looking for." So, um, thank you, Megan and Renee. Shall I share this um, screen? Yes, kind of- All right, absolutely brilliant. Now, I know for me to actually control this, I'm going to have to not see your face. So you'll just have to shout out if you like. I won't see you going. If if it doesn't make sense. So you actually have to give me verbal cues. <laughs> Please give me verbal cues for the that doesn't make sense, Renee responses. All right. So we've talked about these visual models. So what I'm going to share with you now is that there are actually four types of visual models that we need to create a complete system. And I've got a nice little acronym there for you, R-O-P-T, to help you to remember that. And so one of the one of the first questions people ask me when I when I share these four models is. Uh, which one do I need? And the answer to that is you need all four. So please remember that when I'm going through all of this. And um, and the other point that I'll make is um, is that really what we're trying to do here is the reason we've realised that there are four different models that you need is they all answer different questions and they're different information coming from your brain. So as Lauren was referencing, you know, in the book, and we talked about the joke about the dog's breakfast. We're, we're trying to avoid a dog's breakfast where we get everything from your brain and stick it in one picture. That's a no-no. So what we're trying to do is when we take things out of your brain, we're categorizing it into four different categories, which become these four models I'm going to share with you now. So for those of you who are just listening and don't have the visual, uh, at the moment I've just got my ThinkRapt model on the screen, which basically uh, is looks like a present, and we've got R-A-P-T as the acronym there for you to remember so that you'll be able to remember these four visual models you need. The first model is the results model. So this model is all about um, showing your clients the gap between the results they're currently getting and the results that they want. And there are a few different ways that we can do that, but one of the main ways that um, I see people doing this is using a, a hero's journey style results model where they tell a case study of a client um, and you know then the audience, as you're sharing that story, will start to identify with parts of that story and they'll be able to you know say, oh, look, I've got that challenge right there and I want this happy ending. Um, how do I close that gap? And if human nature wants to close the gap, And so when you're the one presenting this results model, they'll see you as the expert to help them close that gap ASAP. Um, So that's that's, um, the first type of model, which is the results model. Now, if you have read Game Changer, uh, the Game Changer was released before we upgraded and rebranded. So the results model I'm referring to today is the Excite model in the old terminology. 
Yep, makes sense. That's for you, Lauren. I'm going to translate for you. <laughs> the, second, the second type of model is the answers model, which is success model in the old talk. The answers model, this is all about, okay, your clients, you know that your clients typically have, you know, these obstacles in the way of them achieving the results that they want. What are the answers to those obstacles? What are the things that they need to master to achieve that ideal result that you've already pointed out in the first model? So that's the answers model. What do they need? So in this model, we want to have nouns. They want things, things that they actually need. That's the second one. Model number three is the process model. Now, this one is a typical, you know, you would have heard other people talk about, um, you know, you need a signature system or a signature process. And I think this is the main one. When when you think about that, this is what, what comes out of that generally what people assume is this process model style. This is how do you work with your clients? What is your step-by-step process? A client starts with you and they've got this problem. They're at point A. They want to get to point Z. What are all the things that need to happen from A to Z to get them to that end result? So, you know, it's your, your you know, seven-step process to get them from A to Z. Um, and so, yeah, this is all about actions and doing. So when I, I mentioned in the answers model, we're going to use nouns because that's what they need. In the process model, this is actually about what do you do and in what order? So we want to really have a step-by-step clear you know, um, process. Usually the shape of this process is going to be something linear because psychologically we know the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And if your clients are in enough pain that they're going to pay you money to get out of it, uh, they want to know that you're going to get them their ASAP. And so if you, um, I'm speaking to the coaches in the audience now, Lauren, I don't know if you, if, how many of those you have um, that generally tend to watch, but a, a lot of the coaches I work with, the process that they're doing because personal development is a never ending thing, right? So, well, you know, we're, we're human beings, we're a constant work in progress. So, well, yes, we go through this process, but then you go through it again because it never ends. But the last thing you want to do for your process model is show your clients a cycle because if I'm in pain when I come to you and you're just going to take me around and around in circles inside my pain, that does not sound like a happy ending. That sounds like I'm going around and around in my pain. Like, Get me out of my pain. So I really want you to think about the shape of your process model is really, really important. Look for a linear shape, number it, show them, you know, there's a chronological order. It's there for a reason. You've thought about it. You've got a, a reason to put it in that order um, and show them that, yep, if you follow this seven-step process, you will get these results. So that's that third model. Have you got any questions on that? It makes it makes sense. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned the thing about cycle because I, I actually can think of coaches I know who use circles and cycles. And the the objection that I've had from coaches about changing things like that is because, like you said, they're like, but that actually is the process. So one thing I'm curious about is like if someone had that objection, like, oh, but like I kind of do, like, you know, it's an ongoing thing. Um, if they felt like they were, um, I guess, misrepresenting what they did, what would you say? I'm just trying to think of like if people kind of yep. issues with it, you know every, what I mean? Every single time I've worked with a, a client who works in that space, we've come to a, a linear shape and it's been yeah. absolute. It just means that you haven't extracted it right yet. You haven't, you haven't clearly articulated, like you're not thinking about what you're doing inside one session. You're thinking about what are you doing over a program because this is moving away from selling a single one-on-one session. So, you know, you're not using the grow model, for example, or a typical coaching um, tool like that. This is you taking your intellectual property so that you're now moving in as an expert to, you know, you're going to teach and then you're going to coach, right? So you're going to help them to teach 
you know, you're going to have a, a package that's going to be, you know, certain duration, you know, maybe it's a six month program or six week program, whatever it is. And over that period of time, you want to cover a different topic through each thing, or, you know, you're going to help them to grow through each thing. If you're telling me that at the end of that six week program, pre- week program, you're going to go back to the beginning again, then I'm going to question how effective you are as a coach. I'm sorry. Mm. Yep. No, great response. I love it. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't think that was too harsh. I'm not trying to be harsh, but I like this. I say that with confidence because I know that you are getting them a result at the end. So yeah. we need to own that result, and we need to show that clearly. Yeah. Um, and so we just need to go deeper in the way that we extract your model to to show that in a way with integrity. Like there has to be integrity behind this. You need to be able to show me proven results, but there needs you need to be able to go deeper in that. Um, and, and it moves a little bit beyond the pure coaching model of the client has all the answers. This is you stepping beyond that to saying, well, now I'm also going to be facilitator, mentor, and coach, not yeah. just coach. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Nice. All right. Fourth model is the target model. This one is all about what are the benefits we're targeting? What are you helping those clients with? Whether it's, you know, if you're working with business clients, if you're B2B, you know, this is the KPIs. What are those KPIs you're targeting? Or, you know, in a more B2C, if you're working with individuals, then, you know, what are those actual benefits? What's in it for them? That's really the question we want to answer in this target model. What are we targeting through this whole process? These are the benefits that you're going to get. This is what's in it for you. And so, you know, all those four models then wrap up and they become the gifts that keep on giving. The idea is that you put these at the core of your business and they determine how you do your selling and your marketing. They determine how you deliver your services. They determine how you onboard new team members in your team. The whole business then becomes based around your four model system your, um, and then that means that everything is streamlined and you are working smarter, not harder in everything that you do. And in terms of speaking to your audience, um, um, we talked about this earlier, Lauren, as well, is that the, we're going to address the emotional and the um, rational needs of the decision-making brain, right? So we've got the, um, the results in the target model, they're really addressing the emotional needs of your audience, whereas the two in the middle the answers in the process model, they're really about the rational, logical needs because that's really talking about, well, this is these are the things that you need and this is how we're going to do it, right? So that's more of the kind of logistics of how this actually works. Um, and then if you think about it in, you know, in another way, the results in the target model answer the question of, well, why? Why should, they, why should your client, these clients work with you? So that's answering that first question. The answers model addresses the, well, what, what do I need to get the results that I really want? And the process model is how, how are we going to do it? And so this really gives you the ability to, you know, coming back again, Lauren, to what you were t- asking before about, you know, how do you balance out that um, giving away information and, and that sort of thing. I know lots of people will say, you know, they, they have a philosophy, oh, you tell people why they need you and what they need, but you don't tell them how. Um, and I'm just going to call BS on that and say, give it all, give it all away. <laughs> and, you know, this is how you give it all away because, again, they're not paying you for informat- information, they're paying for implementation. Yeah, love it, love it. And it's actually, let me just switch our view. Ah, oh, there we go. Um, it, I'm back. Do you know, it's really funny. So I, I have recommended your book to a few of my clients and I'm like, you need to read this book, it's amazing. And when you did that why, what, how, like that was actually how I like why I said to them to read the book. So I was like, because you need your why stories, your how stories and your what stories. I'm like these visual models, different language, but same kind of thing, like will help you clarify this. Because I'm like at the moment you don't have a how story 
uh, or at the moment you don't have your why story. They were usually the two I found that were missing. I mean, it's like yeah. something next says that as well, right? Usually people have their what, they'll have yeah. their what story. But as we saw there, that's only one of the four kind of models that you need, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there um, any audience questions? Yes, I have. You've got a million. Go, go, go. Bring it on. Megan Megan said she couldn't find your book. So I wonder what book. She must have been listening to something that was talking about what we were talking about. I'm guessing, Megan. Yeah. That's what you read, maybe. (laughs) Damn, I'm not on Blinkist. (laughs) We need to make it happen. Note to self. (laughs) So um, I guess, like, for me, you know, the, the, the big thing with all of this is, like, it kind of one thing that I see out a lot in market at the moment, it's sort of been popularized and I talk about it on the show quite a bit, is like, you know, you've got to niche down, you've got to have concrete results, you've got to like they'll kind of talk about elements of this. And one thing that I find like I have found challenging myself, and I know that clients and people in my audience have found challenging as well, is it's like when you're trying to find your feet. You don't necessarily want to niche. Like, there's a big resistance to like solving a specific problem, right? And there's a big resistance to like promising exact results. And I know that in the beginning you said like at some point this this becomes important when you need to scale. But is this something that you think people should be doing from day dot and thinking about their business this way, or is it something that evolves and changes over time? I would say that you want to start with this thinking and this way, like you will, you will speed up, you'll accelerate how quickly you get results in your business if you do this from the beginning. Um, and I'll also say that, you know, I'm guessing that for most people who are starting their businesses, even if they're new in their business, their skills they've had in a different environment before, right? Yeah. Yep. Now, you know, everyone I speak to who's, you know, a, Maybe they're from just thinking about a a client recently. So brand new running their own marketing consultancy, but they've worked in marketing for 24 years. Yeah. So it's not like they have zero, like they've still got, with integrity, they can still put their expertise into their system just because they happen to be new at their own business. That doesn't mean they've got nothing to back them up. And so this actually helps to accelerate them moving forward in having, you know, all of their their knowledge and their genius channeled into this thing. And it actually really, what, what I found really interesting is how that it builds the confidence then in that person who's like, oh, I'm out on my own and I've been, you know, working for someone else for 24 years in marketing, but this is different on my own. It's, yeah. It t- suddenly gives you, because, you know, when you're in those big companies and you're in corporate, those larger organisations, they've got a whole lot of assets. They've got all this stuff that you can just draw on and use in in the work that you're doing. Whereas, you know, when you're on your own, it's up to you to create this stuff. It's up to you to, to really deliver and, and mastermind this. And, yeah, if you can do it from the beginning, you are going to seriously save yourself. Like, seriously, I, I took 16 years to work this stuff out. Yeah. Just don't be that, don't be that slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'm sharing it, with you. sharing it with you now. Do it in six weeks, not in 16 years. But it it is kind of like uh, like at the moment for myself, right, I'm going through the process of putting together like a membership site and sort of looking at different ways to productize my knowledge, right? And I'm like having something like this is a lot – I've had to go through a few iterations myself like because I'm a complicated person and I don't – like I'm like one of my um, – 
one of my ex-colleagues said to me, you kind of like Madonna, like we love you, but you kind of keep changing who you are and what you do. I'm like, yeah, that's like who I am, right? And so, but I just keep coming back to. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm smoking a pose. <laughs> I love it. Can you do some Vogue moves now? <laughs> Let me dance by myself, Lauren. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but come um, Madonna and then don't move. <laughs> I meant it as as a metaphor. <laughs> I'm not promising. I'm taking it very literally. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think for some of us, like I, I identify as a bit of a creative, right? And I think for a lot of creative entrepreneurs, we can really struggle with because it's almost like part of what motivates us is being on the move and discovering something new, right? I, you're nodding along, like yes, I know, I know exactly the kind of person you are. So for me, <laughs> I, I come back to this as like, right, okay, Lauren, I need to put some structure back in. What am I actually doing now? And it's just been an amazing tool for me to go, let's get clear on the actual value. And what I notice is in like within a day of working through this, like once I've kind of worked through it, I'm like, I have so much more confidence. I have so much more clarity on what it is I'm actually trying to do. But I also wouldn't recommend people taking my approach of like changing their mind about what it is they actually do every five minutes either. So have you got any advice for creative entrepreneurs? Yes. (laughs) Comes back to tapping into your zone of genius. So, and I am a recovering shiny object, shiny object addict, right? So seriously, I I say this with full knowledge because I have been there, done that 4 billion times. Like I get it. But I'll say that, once I've created this system for myself, I found other ways to meet my needs for shiny creative stuff. And and the thing is, so what what it is that I've done, if you're a creative, you need to find sustainable ways to meet that need to be creative. And the way that I do that now is, well, every single client that comes to me, I'm creating a brand new ThinkRap system for them. So actually, I get to create new shiny things all the time, every day, but on other people's businesses. So I'm not sabotaging myself to meet that need. I'm meeting that need with my clients. And so, yeah, instead of what I used to do, which is just throw the baby out of the bathwater because I'd be bored and be like, oh, well, next. <laughs> I'd literally call up clients and break up with them because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do something different. So, um, yeah, this is a month's notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how bored I would get, right? But I have now, you know, thought about and probably having having kids and, and a husband who have um, – a, a, a different risk profile than I do. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm totally comfortable reinventing the wheel every five minutes because that's fun in my world. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm married to a very stable scientist who <laughs> likes things to be steady. <laughs> I need to respect his needs. <laughs> Yep, yep. I so a new business every five minutes. I, I hear you. So my, my husband's a doctor. He's like very much like, you know, and he's worked very hard and like he's at a point now in his career where he's just like full steam ahead. And I'm kind of like, I think I'm going to do some, I've mentioned, I think before we start, oh, I don't, I, maybe I didn't mention, I'm like, I've signed up to a couple of new courses. And like, I think I'll change stuff next year. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's you know it's something that um I can definitely you're definitely not a, not alone Lauren and and for to come back to your question about do I have advice yes I do it's <laughs> be super clear about your zone of genius yeah and um you know the way that I think about this and the and the questions that I prompt want to prompt your audience with on this is go back to your childhood so there are three types of clues you want to look to one is the childhood which Lauren and I were doing earlier right reflecting back on your childhood what did you naturally love doing? How did you naturally help people? What was that, right? Brain, now, this is a brainstorm, so you're not trying to get the perfect answer and don't try and like give yourself the gift of honesty through this process, right? So I'm going to give you like a full process. There are three clues we're going to look for. When you're doing this, give yourself the gift of honesty. Don't go in there with a bias trying to confirm that what you're already doing is correct. Just go in there with an open mind and trust yourself and whatever answers you come up with. So. First type of clue, childhood clue, go back to your childhood. How did you naturally help people? What did people want to come to you for help with? You know, what it was it that you naturally did? And also think about what did you, how did you love spending your time as a child? All of that stuff. That's the first, first um, category. Second one is passion, right? And you can think about this in terms of the way you're working with your clients, but also just more generally as well. What lights you up? When do you get that thing? Like when you're working with your clients and I, my example of this is, um, so my first book, for example, Share Your Passion, had a seven-stage process. So before I nailed this visual model stuff, I actually had a seven-stage process which um, helped people to create mostly online courses, right? I was helping people to, to deliver online courses. Stage four was about the visual models. And essentially I'd get to stage four and I'd go, um, this is the best bit because we were doing the models. And I knew, and my clients would laugh. They'd be like, oh, my God, you need a T-shirt. For models week like it was it was insane now you all know as I'm saying this what is your like crazy you know goosebumps on your arms you know you feel it all through your body or maybe it's reflected in your language is like this is the, where are you saying this is the best bit that is another clue so look for the passion parts in your in the way that you're working with clients or maybe it's in you know previous jobs or you know but what, whatever it is just look for those those juicy moments they are your clues. Now, I did not listen to myself. It took me something like four years of me saying this is the best bit before I actually heard myself say this is the best bit. Oh, maybe there's something in that. Mm. So that is a big clue. Listen to yourself. The third one, third um, category and clue is um, coming into flow. Now, this, is, this really comes back to often the thing that we can um, – that is our zone of genius is something that comes so simply, so easily to us. It's so innate that you kind of think really it's, it's, but it's really easy. Like are people really going to pay me for that? Now he was the clue for me, right? And you may resonate with this. When I wrote the chapter in this book, in the first draft, when I wrote the chapter about the visual models in this book, I pretty much wrote, take what's in your head and turn it into visual models. Full stop. Next chapter. Because I was like, well, that's obvious. I don't have to tell people how to do that. Like literally, I thought nobody needs me to tell them how to do visual models. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a big clue. Like, thank goodness, you know, one of my best friends, Carolyn, said to me, she was one of the first people reading it. She's like, do you reckon you could elaborate a bit on that? I'm not really sure what you mean. Yeah. Can you give me some more information? And so I did. I whipped up something, but it's nowhere near what I got to in Game Changer or what I'm going to be releasing next year in my new book, right? 
it's because it was still so innate and intrinsic because I just naturally did it. I didn't think I needed to explain it. But I want you to think about for yourself, like where is that clue for you, Lauren? Like where is something so easy for you to think, like, will people have to pay me for that? Like, mm. seriously? Like, uh, yeah, they will because just because it's easy for you doesn't mean it's easy for everyone else. And you saw that when you were tutoring that the way your brain works is not the way that everyone else's brain works. Yeah, yeah. So monetize the way your brain works. Yeah, that's what that. I'm saying. Love Monetize that. the way your brain works. That's quotable. I've never said that before, but I'm going to like write that down. We are recording this. <laughs> you will be able to see it. <laughs> you are watching this. Quote that down and put it on the socials. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And actually, I was, you know, as you were saying that, because I guess like I'm probably uh, I, kind of in this, on this journey, maybe like halfway through and where I got to with it was actually like what I realized I really love to do was this so I'm like I love interviewing people and realized that during the pandemic and I was like can't really be on stage right now can't really can't really do that as a thing um but for me I'm kind of like for a long time I was like could I actually like make content and like get paid for it like could I actually have conversations with super interesting people like yourself Renee and get paid for that and as I'm looking into it I'm like yeah yeah there are ways to do that because then you start problem solving right but the first step was actually to go to acknowledge that like one I was like this is actually where I I feel like I can shine um that's quite hard to and I even find it hard now still to say and then the other thing is like, oh, but, oh, no, no, but you can't do that. Like you don't have, giving myself permission to be like, do the thing you actually love was really hard. That was a, that's, well, I think it's still a challenge for me. I'm mean, I getting there, but it's yeah, actually I mean, I mean, You've still got a little bit, there's still some limiting beliefs in there around that. But I think that, but a lot of, but some of it is about giving yourself permission mm-hmm. and, you know, if there's a way to monetize it, you will work it out if you give yourself that commitment, Yeah. right? Because if it is the thing, if it is your zone of genius, if you are passionate about it, if it is your flow, then you should be able to make it work. Now, I would say then we need to have the overlap. So I'm going to do a Venn diagram in the air for you. <laughs> it's it. like your zone of genius in one circle and then in the other circle is what your market will actually pay you for, Yeah. right? You only create products in the sweet spot where those two overlap, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, some people say to you, oh, if you just follow them, if you follow your passion, Laura, and the money will flow. Well, yes, and only <laughs> if <laughs> the market research says, right? So, and then the other the other philosophy is, oh, but you just um, ask people what they want and sell it to them and then build it, right? Yes. That's a yeah. surefire way to end up feeling really blah about yourself, right? Because mm. I have done that and said yes to clients who were willing to pay me money for a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't love. It didn't light me up. And so, yes, I was making money, but I didn't feel awesome. The end of the day, my tank was empty, not full, right? So if it's going to be sustainable, it needs to be the overlap of those two circles. Yeah, and I did the same thing. I went first into like I know I can make money from this and I can leave my job, you know, So and I did. And then I was like, and then I've spent the last four and a half years working my, digging myself out of that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't actually think, wait, I don't know. Okay, I built this business. I don't actually know if I want to have this business. Or I don't even know if I like it. <laughs> Do I even like this? 
<laughs> uh, Megan also said, yes, my mum tells me this all the time. And because Me- Megan's a friend of mine, I know what she's talking about, which part of the conversation is when we we're talking about like people will actually pay you for the stuff that you're good at. But like you say, there has to be that market need as well. I think for a lot of us, I don't know, for people that I know and I network in uh, with, it's more they know they want the business and they'll look at the market, but they're not looking at that other side. They end up neglecting themselves and what, what yeah, they... It's not sustainable. I can tell you I've been through burnout enough times to, to say no matter how many times you force it, it will not work sustainably for you. Yeah. You know, you yeah. will not... Something, something will be sacrificed to achieve that if you're not in alignment with your own zone of genius. Yeah. Love it. We're going to have to wrap up in a second, Renee, but I would love for you to tell uh, everyone either listening to this later or watching now how they can find out more about you um, and we'll tell them also, I I can tell them after as well, but just how they can grab a copy copy of your book as well. I'm just trying to remember because I set up your page so long ago what it was. It was thinkcrap.com forward slash, was it Lauren or was it something else? I think it was slash grow your brand. I think, I think. It is. There you go. That's where you're going to go is thinkcraps.com forward slash grow your brand. And if you jump on there, you can grab a free copy of Game Changer. So yeah, jump on there and um, and grab your free copy. Ah! Awesome. And Renee, if people want to find out more about you and they actually do need help, your help in clarifying this for themselves, they're looking to scale, they're looking to grow. Um, where can they find out more about you for that? Yep, so just jump on uh, thinkcraps.com and uh, you will see a link on that page to book a chat um, with our gorgeous client success champion, Daya, and uh, she will take care of you and help you find the best way to get visual models rocking your business. Amazing. And, guys, just if you're listening afterwards, I will put the, the links as well, but it's thinkwrapped, R-A-P-T, not the other way. <laughs> I love it. Renee, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and walking us through that. That was so awesome. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. That was fun. Bye, Bye, everyone. All right, guys, that's it from me for today. Thank you for listening to my shameless plug about my job-seeking status. Appreciate it. Um, and I'll be back next week with another episode. Of course, let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. Everything I do is going to be related to helping you make better decisions, but I want it to be focused on making better decisions for your brand for two reasons. One, for your brand to grow, but two, for your brand to make a positive difference in the world. That's my goal. I want to help you make decisions that allow you to have a positive impact. I think if we all do that, it massively adds up and that's what actually keeps me coming back to this show. So let me know if you're doing something really innovative with your brand or with your business. If you're doing something that's really eco-friendly, that is really forward thinking, that is progressive, that is making a difference to people's lives. If you've thought about things like your supply chain, where you get things from, where things go, what needs to exist and what doesn't need to exist, and you've thought about how to create meaning and purpose in people's lives, let me know. Tweet with me or message me on LinkedIn. Let me know about what you're doing and maybe we can jump on a call to have a chat or maybe even just a live stream episode. All right, guys. Until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. We've all spent more time with family lately. 
it can feel like old times. But your mind is on the future, too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. 